Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. So today with me I have Emma Walden who is a equine photographer amongst other things which we're going to talk about today. So hi Emma, how are you doing today? Hi, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Excited to be on the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. It's a it's a nice crisp day today. Perfect for actually taking photos, I imagine. It's this sort of weather. I mean, we've had snow where I am and oh my God, I wish I had a shoot booked in today because it would have been amazing <laughs> on the rare occasions we have snow. <laughs> they always, it just, it looks beautiful in the snow. And also, I mean, most people probably wouldn't think of this from a technical standpoint point um but the snow acts as like this giant reflector so it bounces your light back up and it gives you such a different feeling on a photo it's amazing I can imagine I can imagine um so Emma for people who don't know you or don't follow you or don't know much about you would you mind just giving us a little introduction about who you are what you do exactly okay so I've I'm I'm an equine photographer as you said I've been in the business seven years I started in events photography and gradually moved into doing private shoots um so photographing people with their horses at home things like that as well as doing um black background portrait shoots and I'm a little bit different than a majority of the equine photographers in the country that I use off-camera flash so kind of like them studio lights that a lot of people see at like a more indoor setup I have a portable studio that I take with me and shoot horses with flash which a lot of people tend to steer clear of it because they're worried how the horses respond um I've not really had any problems in the last three years I've had two horses that wouldn't cope with it and that was fine and we worked around it but it just gives such a different edge um to the images themselves it just makes them look a little bit more exciting I also do a little bit of commercial work and there's a social media manager who I work directly through um she's an equine social media manager and I work with her clients as well to create social media images. So they've got a whole library of images to go and post and use throughout the course of the year. So it takes the stress out of their posting a little bit. So I've got a little bit of variety going on. And occasionally I do a little bit of freelance event stuff as well. But it's predominantly portraits. Um, that's my favorite thing to do is the portraits. And that's the kind of the direction I'm pushing everything along in. Yeah. And uh, so with the um, the f- flash photography that you were talking about, like how is that different to, because mm-hmm. I, I um, from sort of photographers that I've sort of spoken to, like just in general chit chats and stuff like that, a lot of them like to use like natural lights and things like that. So how does it sort of alter the image having sort of from say natural light to a flashlight? So with natural light you're very much what you get on the day and you can manipulate to an extent using things like doorways and you can use reflectors to bounce light and things but flash photography gives you a whole other layer of control over the image so I can add a greater degree of sharpness to my images I don't need to push up my ISO which a technical term I'll try not to do that too much (laughs) um where basically would give like a more grain into the image which I like a much more sleek sharper look to the image it also carves out a lot more detail and I can kind of change shape and form a little bit so if I was 
um, say there's a person in the photo, if I'm getting the light to directly hit them the correct angle, as well as catching the horse, you're going to get that lovely little bit of light in the eyes and everything else, but it's going to light certain parts of your face that's more flattering. It's going to show off your cheekbones a little bit more. It's going to add more detail in your horse's face. And it also stands you out from the backdrop a little bit more. So it adds, like I say, it makes things look a little bit more interesting. It gives me more control over what I'm doing. And you know, so if I wanted something that's really dramatic, I can I can make sure the background's a lot darker, so fade it out a little bit, even though there's some detail there and have more emphasis on the subject, or I can kind of bring the background in a little bit more. But even on a really bright, sunny day, like if there's sunlight that's overpowering, which most people would think a bright, sunny day is great for photos, not brilliant, because you get these really blown out highlights and really heavy shadows, which mm. they're just they drive me nuts but the thing is with flash you can kind of offset that brightness a little bit so then if it's a really bright sunny day I'm still getting a really nice crisp image without these heavy shadows uh, that I have to kind of fix in post-production that I have to bring up so like I said it gives me a, another element and a lot more control over the image when I'm shooting it yeah and with um so if someone sort of say say you've got like a new client and stuff like that like what is your sort of like booking process and things like that like do you obviously I understand obviously you would have a chat with the client stuff like that but do you do their clients come to you with a you know a specific um, idea of what images they want or does it sort of change when they are at the photo shoot so usually people like I put all my advertising out and everything else and people come to me say I want to book in for this package so I've got my two predominant packages that I that are private shoots. So the horse and rider package is photos of you with your horse and they're ridden and in hand. Um, and then you've got your portrait package, which is purely the horse, black background. I'm actually going to be bringing in some more exciting backgrounds this year and adding some more interesting layers to that. And people will come to me and say, look, I'd like to book in for this shoot or this shoot. And they say, and then usually I'll be discussing how many horses do you have or do you want photographed? Because that's another factor in, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit different if you've got three horses versus one. I've got a schedule in the time, price it correctly, all of that. I ask about the location they're at. Um, if it's a portrait shoot, I need to make sure that you've got an indoor spacing. So it's discussing all those little details. Um Sometimes people come to me for themed shoots. I've actually got one client who I'm so excited about. We're doing like it's a medieval warrior woman vibe. Oh, cool. And I'm so hyped about it. It's going to be so much fun. It's something a little bit different. Most of the time people like to go for you more, you know, your standard kind of either they go for a like big flowy dress or they go for your more classic jeans, blouse, body warmer type vibe. Um, but generally they usually decide I want this package. I've got this, men this many horses I want photographing. And then I say, right, great. So we've got all those fine details sorted. I figured out where you are. So mileage and all of that's calculated. And then we say, right, what dates do we want to do? I usually ask people, I say, do you prefer weekends or weekdays? Because I tend to limit the amount of shoots I do per month. Um, yeah. I can't do a ridiculous amount of shoots because of the editing. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that takes the longest. So you've got like your shoot time, um, which is anywhere between an hour and three hours I mean it can be more depending again there's a lot of variable factors involved um and then I say you know morning or afternoon and all of that and then we kind of book in a little bit of a time and figure out from there and then once that's done I also discuss payment methods so I take a deposit on the date to secure the date um that stops kind of people leaving it till the last minute and then cancelling things like that you know it's yeah. something you've got to be aware of and then I say, right, for the remaining balance, do we want to split it into installments or pay as a lump sum? And I'd say a good 90% of my clients like to pay via installments. It makes it more affordable for them so they can have this fantastic shoot experience without breaking the bank. <laughs> yeah. 
that's it, isn't it? And I guess that could be one of the factors that sort of puts people off having a photo shoot because they just think, oh, I just don't think I can afford it. And um, if they've got that option, then it just makes it more accessible for everyone then, doesn't it? Exactly. Because, you know, I I know how hard it is to try and afford life with horses. It's They're not exactly a, a cheap thing to have in your life. No. <laughs> I always... I always begrudge my mother for getting me into horses. <laughs> it's one of those expensive life choices. But yeah, it just, it makes it more affordable because I think, I, I honestly think everyone should have that opportunity if they've got a horse that's really special in their life to have gorgeous images of them. You know, I, I don't think it should just be the super wealthy that get to have that because it's a wonderful experience. And I'm, I mean, I have my horse up on the wall in my office and every time I look at that, it brings a little smile to my face because that's my boy up there and it, mm it just fills me with joy. And I think everyone needs, you know, I think everyone should be able to do this. So I want to be able to make it affordable for people. So even if people are like, look, I'm going to book in six months and I'll pay it over six months. Fantastic. Whatever works for you. Oh yeah, definitely. And are there, um, I wanted to ask you, obviously, ideally what we would like people to do is sort of see, um, as you've sort of made it accessible for people to have photo shoots and stuff like that but I just wanted to ask you with like say your social media side of the um business that you do like are there any sort of like tips that you can give people who've just got a bog standard um smartphone um and not maybe great at taking photos or anything like that do you have any sort of like tips where it could just help alter the image slightly definitely definitely so one of the big things is with like phones what they do because of the size of the lens on a phone you get what I'd call distortions so your horse can look kind of weird angles with a phone um you know it can make often make the legs look longer and things like that so I'd say if you're taking a picture from the side or from the front make sure you kind of don't squat all the way down because it's going to make them look all legs which isn't isn't a great weird photos (laughs) um try and just squat down a little bit so you're kind of just I'd say below the wither. That's usually a good place to be height wise. So then it just frames the distortion a little bit. You can also add a little bit of zoom on your phone, not going nuts, but just a little bit there. That makes a difference. Um, If you're taking shots from the side, think about where the feet are. So if they're square or the one back, my favorite way to pose a horse and this, it's kind of hard to explain, but I hope this comes through. Okay. Is like the front feet are together, maybe the one closest to you is ever so slightly forward and the back feet, again, that one closest to you, ever so slightly backwards, it just lengthens his frame, makes him look a little bit more uphill, little things like that. And the other thing is look for light, look for interesting light. So maybe on a really bright sunny day, you're in, you're, you're in the, uh, in the stables, we've got indoor stables, a lot of people do, Um, you know, look for interesting light, say going through the bars or something, and you can catch a little bit of an eye and just, the other thing is just don't be afraid to have fun. Spend a bit of time, start playing around, get creative with it. Because at the end of the day, photography should be fun. Like even if you have no idea what you're doing, just get playful. Try different angles, try quirky things and see, oh, actually that works or that doesn't. So yeah, those little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that whenever I'm trying to take pictures, especially if I'm like dog walking or something like that, I just think yeah. if I'm wearing like a particular item of clothing and I want to like take a good picture so I can tag the brand in and stuff like that and I just never seem to get like a great picture it always it turns out with like it's dogs very hard jumping, dogs jumping at you or you know you're you're it's the angle's not quite thing. right and you've got a double chin in there or just it just doesn't yeah. look good <laughs> well another thing is if it's like photos of yourself when you're out and about I mean one thing is have a tripod 
Um, so then you can kind of have photos at about waist height again, um, usually with people that are a little bit lower angle. When you're really high up, if your camera's really high up, it makes it, it compresses everything. It makes you look a bit dumpier and rounder. If you're really yeah. low down, it makes everything look longer. So kind of going for that mid height is always helpful. Self time is your best friend or another option, which I have used in the past for doing like progress photos for myself and things like that. Um, is set your phone to video and take screenshots from that. Like if that's an option, be like, set your phone to video. And when you go through poses, hold for like a second or two. Don't remind yourself not to rush because it's very easy to be like, pose, move, yeah. pose, move, pose, move. And then when you're yeah. trying to pause it on the video, it's really hard to get those moments. So yeah, that's that's a big thing. Um, rule of thirds is a big one. Um, that's a really, that's one of like the core photography composition rules. So you divide your, frame into a grid of nine squares and you place things on the intersecting lines of those squares or the intersecting like joints um yeah. which it just adds a little bit of interest so say you're you're in a field and you want a picture of yourself in in the field with your horse put yourself on the right hand side looking towards the left so you've got a little bit of room in front of you it kind of it carries the eye it travels through the photo that sort of yeah. thing so think about yeah. like things like that how you know and again just have fun play around with different angles and different positionings and all of that yeah yeah oh I might have to try oh do you know what actually I've been looking like on um either eBay or Amazon or something like that to just try and get like a mini tripod so then yeah it's yeah. not like you, if it doesn't feel like you're carrying like something heavy around with you but if it's like something little you and you've got like an opportunity to take a good picture then at least you've got something sturdy to kind of put it on so I'm thinking exactly. of maybe investing one of those I mean, because you do you do all sorts of like different branding things. I think you're sponsored by a few people or you're an ambassador or something, aren't you? I'm, I'm an ambassador for um, a sort of leisure wear. Um, yeah. But there's lots of like small businesses that I really support. And I like, yeah. wear, like their clothes and stuff like that. And I just want to take a nice picture and sort of like tag them in that. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So having a little tripod that you can just take with you, it would make things so much easier because then let's say you don't have to think, all right, where can I prop my phone up that isn't going to look silly, that is yeah. going to help my angles and everything else? Yeah. Yeah. But we've all been there trying to put a phone in a tree while we're trying to pose. It doesn't work. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> very true in my life. A tree or a bench is quite often what I end up doing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, oh. And um, when the you've done like that and um, so when we've talked about like with your bookings and stuff like that so when you're on the photo shoot day what do you sort of recommend people bring in? do you ask them to bring like a couple of changes of clothing or props or anything or do you have props that you might use so usually something I do like a week before people's booking is say are there any last minute questions and usually checking because with my horse and rider package you get unlimited outfit changes so some people because I usually discuss this over the booking process anyway especially if they're like oh I don't know what to wear and I kind of discuss okay what kind of feeling are we going for um usually two to three outfits is great some people stick with one um so it's whatever kind of feeling you want to go for. Cause I know some people, I know some people, they see like the big ball gown for a shoot and they go, Oh my God, no, thank you. Not for me. And I get that. It's, we're all very different. We're all individual. We all have different tastes. Um, so I say, you know, bring things that make you feel good where, you know, the clothes that make you feel good, things like that. I don't tend to bring props along with me, but one thing I do recommend everyone has with them is a big bag of treats. Treats are your best friend. <laughs> tempting yeah. your horse in different directions bribery is our best friend <laughs> and like especially especially on the portrait shoots I'm always saying you know we'll tempt the nose that way or that way or just bring him this way and move them around like that um if 
if you can have a helper useful to have an extra person with you especially if it's you in the photos as well because usually that person gets told to run in a certain direction to get the horses up the horse's ears up and make <laughs> yeah. them look interested so it's little things like that I, it's not you don't have to have a helper but it's no. useful so it's it's one of those little things but generally like on shoot day I tell people to make sure you know your horse is all ready and you're on your first outfit from when I arrive we'll have a little chat I'll come say hi to you say hi to your horse my favorite part is saying hi to everyone's horses I love it so much it's the best um and then I say right okay but if it's a horse and rider shoot okay I'll go just have a quick look around the location we've got decide on three to four locations where we can do different little shots and you'd be surprised how many locations you can have in such a small space it's just about being I mean I've obviously trained my eye for this kind of thing but it's just about saying right what can I cut in there what can I um where can we add framing where can we add interest in this spot what's behind what's in front what's in the foreground all of these little things and then once that's done I start setting up my studio lights and then we crack on and I usually I do a little bit of desensitizing with people's horses as well so like before once I've got everything set up say bring them over let them have a look at it all let them take it in I'm I myself am very, very sensitive and very, very, I'm almost hyper aware of how horses are behaving. Like I'm, it's, it's a superpower at this point. And so I tend to gauge it really carefully. Some horses take a lot longer to absorb it all. Others just go, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And so once they've had a look, I say, bring out, bring them away from the lights. I'll shoot, I'll fire them off. So then, and see how the horse responds to that. Sometimes I have to do it a few times. Again, other horses just don't care. It's, it depends on the type and then gradually move them in until they're comfortable and just move on from there and it always just kind of flows really organically then so yeah it's 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 a slow steady process of just kind of warming your horse up to the whole situation because I, I always say a photo shoot is such a weird question to ask of a horse like to say right we're going to stand here this person's going to point a clicky thing at you there's going to be lights flashing all over the place and then your mate over there's jumping up and down waving their arms and trying to get your attention yeah yeah <laughs> it's really yeah it's a big ask so I always say you know, go as slowly as possible. And some horses, they need a little regular break. So you've got the more fidgety, hot-headed types that just get a little bit in their head and a little bit stressy and a bit worried. And I say, right, okay. I usually kind of spot when they're starting to get a bit antsy. I say, right, we'll give them a break, take them for a little walk, have a little graze, bring them back in and just do it like that. So it's every horse is a little bit different depending on the type. But yeah, usually I, I before the shoot, I give people kind of the, you know, the little check in make sure you're ready talk about your outfits and then you know go from there basically yeah and I was going to ask you about the weather like we can all try and plan ahead to be like in you know spring summer or something like that when we try and guarantee the weather a little bit more but what happens if it's like photo shoot day and it's like horrible rain and wind so if you've got a portrait shoot we'll be indoors I don't have to worry about that which I love <laughs> But if it's an outdoor shoot, I'm usually checking the weather days before that shoot. And if it's looking really dodgy the day before, I'll say, look, we'll reschedule because they, my my equipment won't cope with the rain. Like my camera's no. shower proof, but the flash units are not. And I don't need that. And no one has fun shooting in the rain. It's miserable. No. You just get soaked. Your horse looks fed up. He doesn't really want to stand there while it drives in his face. It's just not worth it. So I always just say, usually it's around 24 hours before. Sometimes it's the night before. I'm usually in close communication with the client at this point. Like if I'm looking, I'm like, oh, the weather looks a bit dodgy. We might have to reschedule. I'll let you know at this time the day before, and then we'll reschedule if it needs to be, or if it's fine, then we'll shoot. So yeah, it's it's the unfortunate part of working outdoors. <laughs> yeah. 
we have no control over that at all whatsoever exactly um, I wish I did it'd be great <laughs> yeah absolutely and um once I've had like the photo shoot and everything obviously you've talked about like the editing and stuff like that and generally like how long do you sort of spend on editing and sort of getting the images back to the client so I say to clients, it depends on the time of year, but usually it's a minimum of two weeks before your photos get to you. Um, depending on the time of year, some like especially during the summer, towards the end of the summer, because I'm so busy over the summer, the 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 uh, the processing ends up later, later, longer, longer, longer. So it's I, I work in like a queue system. So whichever shoot happens first gets done first, and then the next one, yeah. and the next one, and the next one. And I mean, it, when it got really busy, I was setting up a second business during the middle of my busy season. Always the smart thing to do. <laughs> um, it ended up getting up to eight weeks, and I was working around the clock to make sure everything was trying to you know get back on top of it. But it's usually, I would say, an average of three to four weeks, like an average. Um, so each gallery, it depends how many photos are in there, depends because my, my portrait galleries are a little bit smaller, the horse and rider galleries are a little bit bigger. Um, the horse and rider galleries take that a bit longer because I'm also retouching, like, when I say editing faces, I don't mean I'm changing the shape of faces. I refuse to do that. I'm, I'm very much like an, what I call an ethical editor. So I'm not mm. going to change who you are. I'm not going to change the size of your waist or anything like I'm not changing people. All I do is I kind of clean up any little blemishes, say a spot's reared, it's ugly head on shoot day, things like that. I'll clean that up. Yeah. I'll add a little bit more brightness to your eyes, little clean up bits of hair that have just decided to wander off. <laughs> you know, all these little things. So they take a little bit longer than the portrait sessions. Um, so yeah, it's usually two to three weeks and then once like I discuss this post shoot I say look this is your rough rough time scale for what we're expecting on your photos when your photos are ready I invite you into the office for a viewing session so you come in you get to see your photos on the big screen you know go through them all which is I think it's a really nice way to get that first look because I've got got big I think it's a 32 or is it 40 inch tv big tv to put them up on so you get this full impact of seeing your photos which i just think it's really special and then from there if you'd like anything from the wall then i can take you through your options for that i think this is quite a nice way because i've got display products and things i'm a very visual person so i find yeah. it really nice say i'm thinking about something for the wall i like to be able to see the products i like to be able to touch them i like to be able to see what they look like in situ and see what my options are instead of yeah. if someone just tells you it's really hard to visualize because i've got i do like your classic framed pieces but i also offer something like a, called a box frame which i say is a canvas alternative because canvas takes it saps the life out of photos it, they're really porous they don't give you that same pop so this is like an alternative it's like a wooden edged frame that the photo sits at the front of it sits off the wall it's it's something a little bit different and i've also got aluminiums which again it's it's a different option it's a more modern style and you can't really explain this like when you're just chatting it doesn't make any sense yeah. so when you get someone in they see these options and at the end of at the end of the viewing session even if the, you know you don't there's no pressure to buy in these uh, sessions it's it's an option it's an extra add-on you'll get your little usb it's i've got um little branded usbs they're like they're they're like crystal they, they're called crystal usb so they're like see-through on one part of it and they've got the little logo and they come in a little jewelry box with a bow around it's all very lovely and presentational and i just think it's like that little final piece at the end yeah. of the photo shoot journey yeah the finishing touches makes a big exactly. difference exactly yeah definitely definitely i think you know presentation is everything for these things you know it, i 
for my commercial clients, I do gallery transfers. So I send them via email. But for the private shoots, I want to make something a little bit more special. Just a nice way to just, it just feels like the icing on the cake for me. Yeah. And it finishes off the whole experience as well, doesn't it? Like from start exactly. to finish. Oh, 100%. 100%. It just gives that, I guess it kind of ties a bow on the whole experience. And you've got, it's nice to have that little physical thing at the end, your little USB in the box. And it just feels like a little final piece that you have after everything's done. And like, I do have some clients who have to do their viewing sessions virtually um, because they're further away. I've got some clients from all over. I've got clients from all over the place at the moment. It's it's quite a nice, I feel very lucky, <laughs> but yeah, I have to sometimes yeah. do do the online viewing. So then I end up sending things to the post and all of that. But it's it's just a nice way to finish off the whole experience that you've had your shoot, here are your images. How, you know, how was it? How are you feeling? There's, you know, off it all we're all done that's great you know yeah yeah and then um with this part of the episode I kind of have this as like an open space for you to talk about like whatever you want to talk about so if there's something that you feel like we've not covered with like photography or anything like that then we can talk about that or if you're passionate about something to do with the equestrian industry or anything else this is literally your open space to talk about whatever you like oh wow no pressure (laughs) (laughs) um I guess I could probably just talk about like the direction I've decided to start heading in this year because I mean I guess as well yeah let's get into it let's get into it um something I've often struggled with in the equestrian photography space is I'm a little bit quirky I'm a little bit odd and I've never quite felt like I've fully fitted because I'm I've got tattoos I've got piercings I'm outside of photography I'm a competitive powerlifter so I've got a lot of muscle I, I don't look like your typical horse person and I've constantly battled this I've constantly gone oh I just don't feel like I fit can I ever make it in the space I don't feel right and this year I've gone you know what screw it I'm going to be as weird as I want I'm going to be my authentic self and I'm going to going to go in the direction I want to go in as well So I've kind of made the decision that this year I'm going to start phasing out my horse and rider package and following the passion of doing more portraits. I absolutely adore the portraits. You get such a raw sense for a horse in these. Like you just you get their full scope of personality because, you know, I love people and like the relationships they have with their horses. But sometimes a horse just needs to shine on his own. And so following that line of thought, I've gone, you know what, let's do something that no one else is doing. And so this year I'm adding, because I usually do just the black backgrounds, but I want to make it a little bit different. So I'm bringing in different, I'm going to start doing white backgrounds. I'm thinking maybe like the rustic old masters, maybe adding more color, all sorts of different things like that. I'm thinking more quirky lighting techniques. I definitely want to play with powder paint at some point. Um, And I think I'll be doing some model calls as well for some unusual breeds and colors. Uh, and maybe even like unusual tack usage and things like so you've got like your war bridles and your, your medieval stuff and I want to get really creative and do what no one else is really doing a lot of you know you see a lot of black background photography and it's a gorgeous classic look it really is but I want to step outside that box and start really going a bit nuts with creativity this this year I think it's it's going to be quite an exciting year for that to really step outside of that comfort zone and go okay I'm going to do the thing that I'm not sure everyone's going to go for but who knows <laughs> The thing is, it'll give the client a more different options as well. Like they may want to have, you know, maybe a couple of like what I put as like a classic verse commas look with a horse and stuff like that. But then maybe they just want to go, do you know what? I do fancy having like a couple of like pictures that are completely different um, and and just have a bit more versatile then, don't you? 
exactly yeah yeah because i i feel like we've got we've got a bit stuck in the market like there's only this one option available and i think you know everyone's got such varied tastes across the industry i've met so many different people with so many different likes and dislikes that i think it'd be nice to add more options and bring more things to the table so then the clients out there do have the option say someone's like you know i kind of i want portraits but I want something that's a bit quirky or a bit different or that's going to really pop on the wall even more than just a black background and kind of provide something for the people who've got the outside the box tastes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think it's a the best way forward is always stand out a little bit from the crowd. I think it's always the best and always being slightly different Um because then everyone eventually they might go oh that's an Emma Wilding picture over there and then it you you'll get like recognized through been exactly yeah yeah and I've kind of I'm finding like I can I've got a second business that uh, where I I photograph like bodybuilders and strength athletes and things like that and that's really kicking off so I think well I've got the support system if this entirely doesn't work yeah I can I've still got that little bit of padding there just in case so it's you know it's, it's I think that's given me a little bit more freedom to just go all right let's just follow our heart and see where it takes us a hundred percent. I absolutely love that. I think why not? And, you know, good luck. Cause I think it, you know, there's nothing wrong being slightly different and having, yeah, just more variety in life, more variety. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, okay. So I always sort of round off each podcast with just a couple of fun, quick fire questions. So generally, are you a night in or a night out person? definitely a night in I'm very much an introvert and people exhaust me sometimes and I just think you know what I'd rather cozy up on the sofa watch a good movie have a glass of wine and not really talk to anyone for three hours (laughs) (laughs) um are you tea or coffee tea all the way coffee makes me a bit nauseous I can't cope with it (laughs) yeah I don't like coffee um wellies or heels definitely wellies my poor feet cannot cope with heels for more than probably about 30 minutes tops (laughs) yeah when I was in my twenties, I was in my in heels all the time, but like now, I, I can't cope with them. It's, Cannot. Cope. Oh, it's just not okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet or savory? Ooh, I would say I lean more towards savory, but I do have a bit of a sweet tooth. <laughs> um, book or film? Now, that's a really hard one to choose because I'm a massive bookworm, but I also love films. I think I'll lean slightly more towards books books because they're just more relaxing for me is there any sort of books that you've read or any books that you would recommend for anyone to read oh um I've read quite a few last year I was trying to remember what I read um one book I found quite useful because there's a lot of like business guru books and things out there but if you're in the services industry this is more directed at professional consulting but it's called how clients buy by I think it's Tom Douglas I think is it Tom Tom something, I cannot remember his his name, um, but there's some really useful nuggets for building a really connected network of people who want to buy from you without actively feeling like you're selling at them because selling is terrifying. Mm. I understand that. And it yeah. just gives a more organic way of selling, I feel. So yeah, how clients buy. I can't remember the, the authors, but if you Google it, it'll come straight up. Or... Oh, that sounds very interesting. I might have to look into that. Um, and then lastly, where can we find you? Your social medias, your websites. Can you tell us where we can find you? Okay, so I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's just Sky Limit Photography. Instagram is, I think it's Sky Limit underscore photography. Yep. 
Um, and my website is skylimitphotography.uk. So that's S-K-Y-L-I-M-I-T, photography, all one word. Um, so yeah, I'm all over there. And if you want to get in touch for anything, I've got all the contact forms on there or just drop me a DM. I'm very active on Instagram, a little bit less active on Facebook, but yeah, tend to be quite busy on the old socials. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I've really enjoyed our conversation and learning all about like the photography and about it's you. It's fantastic and- fun. It's it really has. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. <laughs> and as always guys if you love this episode please tag emma and i on like insta stories or on any socials we'd love to know that you're listening and i'll speak to you all on the next episode if you listen to this episode i really hope you enjoyed it as i did making it if you um like to follow me on socials my um instagram is cobs equine services and the same on facebook cobs equine services um if you are listening to this on your um, apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast i really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um other people to highlight the um episodes to other people And I will speak to you all on the next episode.